Hello and welcome to UE Bristol's Let's Talk Now podcast. In this brand new series, we're tackling the stigma around mental health by encouraging everyday conversations and sharing positive stories from our students, staff and partners about mental health and wellbeing. In this episode, we listen in to a conversation between Isaac, a student here at the university, and Daniela, who's one of our lecturers. They open up about their experiences of anxiety, how it presents itself and ways of coping with it. Unfortunately, since uh, I'd say December, I've been struggling with anxiety, notably mm-hmm. social anxiety, mm-hmm. um, fear of things to come a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's what made me want to speak out because I do have a voice that's been given to me from my musical platform. And if I can utilise that in any way to help anyone else, yeah. then I really want to try and do that. I'm quite shy and nervous in some situations. There's a lot of things, you know, when you wish you said something yeah. and you've got that, yeah, and you've got that feeling of like, <laughs> oh, if I could go back, I would have said this or this is something I wanted to express, but yeah. unfortunately I couldn't. Music gives me that opportunity to reflect on things and be who I wanted to be in that situation or yeah. talk how I wanted to talk about it. Because I was actually a UWE student at Glenside who actually studied my adult nursing. Okay. So I feel like I've done a full circle now I'm a lecturer mm, yeah. there. But I think my anxiety came out because of like an emotional burnt out in the NHS. Okay. And then, yeah, it was just, if you think about 10 years of constant, well, I say it like it's a bad thing, but it's not. Um, like being constantly hit with really heavily charged emotional stuff thrown at you. Yeah. Because I worked in cancer, um, every day I was surrounded either by really good news or really bad news. There wasn't a nice little in-between. That after 10 years, that just really affected me on how I could process stuff. I became quite cold. Well, I didn't realise I became quite cold and angry. Mm. My husband told me that. I was like, oh. Geez, you only married me? Really? <laughs> At least I have some other good qualities, I hope. But like, um, then I found like with my anxiety, it was with the thought process. Like, as you said, with the social anxiety, that like you would think yeah. the negative parts of what would happen if you was going to do things like yeah. that. And I found that, that once I stopped, because I had to have an operation, once I stopped everything, because I had to have a month off to recover, that month last year was a killer because I just didn't go out, I didn't socialise. Mm. And then you do, that whole thought process, it's for some reason, don't you? You go from, I want to go out and see my mates, or I want to go to the studio, which is a really happy thing. But then for some reason, you go to the worst. Did you find you used to go to the worst thing in the world? Um, I've if definitely, to use the metaphor of going to a place, I've definitely used drugs to self-medicate in order to kind of numb the feeling of it yeah, before. Yeah, yeah which unfortunately I think I'm dealing with now. Mm. Um, I haven't taken drugs at all since New Year's. I've wanted to, because when I realised it was a a real problem of anxiety in my personality, I didn't want to hide from it at all because I've learned that from doing that in the past. I think it's probably culminated to something worse now Mm. because I haven't got the mechanisms in my mind to deal with it Mm -hmm. because I just turned to getting rid of it rather than facing it Mm -hmm. full on. So now I'm trying to do that, which is proving difficult, but I think it's just a matter of throwing yourself at things um, and seeing where you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's facing it that's a hard thing, I think, because sometimes you don't even realise and then somebody else says something to you, like, I don't realise how low I got in that month. 
yeah. if you know what I mean. And then I, <clears throat> and the hardest thing I thought was actually going to my GP and I went, something's not right. Because stuff that I used to be happy about, I just couldn't get happy about it. Yeah, that's the worst thing. And it's just like, I'm supposed to be happy right now. Yeah. You know, I'm smiling, but I, I'm smiling because I have to smile. Yeah. You know, like when you go to really happy occasions and you're like, oh my God, I really don't want to be here. But yay, <laughs> I'm here, I'm smiling and this is amazing. But really, I just want to go home and hide from the place. So, no, I know what you mean. And it is, it's like that numbing feeling for me, red wine. Red wine is a good number okay. for me. But have you had any CBT? Um, no, I think it's only been a couple of months that I've been trying to deal with it. Mm. And yeah, it is something I want to try. Mm. Um, I just think as part of my personality, I feel like I go into myself quite a lot and I try and figure it out myself. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it is something I want to do. It's getting to the point where I'm just like, I need help <laughs> with this right now. Like, it's getting a bit much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I do. I just think maybe the this time where I feel like I really want help with it, I then have to go and speak to somebody about wanting help with it. And then they tell me to go and meet someone I haven't met before. to go, And it just, even that feels quite overwhelming at the time. It, yeah. It's like that, um, I can't think of it. It's like a hurricane effect, isn't it? It just, the damage that it can do by going, mm. oh, right, well, yes, well done for coming to see me about it, but actually I'm the wrong person. Yeah. You're now going to have to get enough courage to tell another person what's going on. And then after that, then they may signpost you to different groups or whoever, or you have to sit down with them. Yeah, exactly. I Yeah, I tried um, CBT and that was hard. I think, like, as you said, you were a person that wanted to deal with it themselves. And I I thought I couldn't deal with this anymore, if I was being completely honest. Mm. And I reached out and I had um, CBT. And it was a very hard process. And that was because I wanted to excel at it. I put that stupid pressure on myself going, right, each week, yeah, give me that exercise. I'm going to sit down and map out my thought process. And having that like that mentality of just going for it to try and solve the problem because I'm always trying to solve problems. Um, it actually stirred up more feelings mm. in me than what I was expecting. And then I thought I was even going even more crazy, to be completely honest. And then I've ended up being uh, put on uh, medication for it, Yeah. which I'm now on every day. And then the GP turns around and says to you, well, if, when, you, when you're when you in your good zone, I love that, in a good zone, mm. you have to then maintain it at that dose for six months. Right. So you know when you feel like you're getting a hold of something and you're like, right, I want to start reducing. Yeah. It's not actually therapeutic for me to actually start doing that yet. That's so the I, point. You have to maintain what you're doing. Yeah. And right now I just feel like, you know what, I feel like I'm solving it. I'm mm. getting my good, I've got a good idea of what I have to do when I'm feeling stressed or when that anxiety hits me yeah but I'm having to maintain taking that medication I think and it was that stigma about going on to medication I can tell my friends and I can tell you and whoever listens to this podcast will hear that I'm on medication I feel like I would turn to my mom and say I'm really struggling with this because I know that she would always have like benevolent thoughts towards me in that situation Whereas um, when I turned to my label, who I make music with, yeah. and I was, um, we when I finished my album, we had a celebratory meal. Um, well, they had a celebratory meal that I was supposed to go to, 
Um, and I, I literally, I got all the way to the door and I couldn't, I couldn't knock on the door. I couldn't figure, I couldn't imagine myself in there enough that I could manage to, you know, yeah. alert them that I was yeah. at the door. Uh, and I just went home and I phoned him and I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm just feeling anxious. And then I, I spoke to him a couple of times after that. And he kind of had the attitude of, better get rid of it so we can make music. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, wasn't like, yeah. okay, take as much time as you need, sort yourself out, which I know is what my mum would say. Yeah, it was yeah. much more like, okay, can we get rid of that <laughs> so that you can yeah. you can be okay again to make music? Oh, my God. And they and don't that, see that it's going to be like a process that's with us. Mm, I think that's what's so hard for people that, I think that's why it's so important to talk about things mm. because if people don't understand anxiety, they'll just think it's nerves. Yeah. And they'll think, oh, I've been nervous before. You can get through that. And they'll think of you as maybe maybe a lesser person in some way or yeah. especially because it's hip hop. They, they might think you're as cool as you're supposed to be because you're nervous. But it, I think they are very different things. Yeah. Anxiety and nervousness are, I definitely differentiate between the two. Yeah. And that's why I think making people aware of what anxiety is can help people help other people much more. Yeah, definitely. It's like... Um... People think being able to stand up in a lecture hall facing how many, like hundreds of people or even just 50 people in a room or 20 people in a room, you do get nervous, mm. but that nervousness you can use as your energy to to perform. You know, you've got to have something yeah. and that drives you to perform or, you know, for you as an artist, it, it gives you that oomph, doesn't it? But anxiety, it hits us in a completely different way, in a way that we can't knock on the door or mm. I can't get out of the house without having to check all the plugs or thinking that I've left the toaster on even though I haven't had toast this morning the house is going to burn down and what's going to happen to my cat <laughs> that 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 is literally my thought process literally yeah. driving away from the house to an extent where you have to like then do go round around about and drive all the way home even if you're on the M4 I will have to come off drive all the way home and be like Daniela you didn't have toast <laughs> the cat is fine there is no fire but that is like that process and like yeah, when definitely. you said like how your mum would like take care of you I can call my mum up and go mum I'm really stressed mum I feel really anxious right now and mm. um I wasn't going to mention it but before literally 10 no 15 minutes before we had to start our conversation I got given bad news and um my first point of call was my mum mm. Because I was like, mum, I feel like I can't breathe right now. And my mum was able to like calm me down to a point where I can have a conversation with you now. I don't see it as a weakness. Well, I don't know. Do you see it as a weakness for you? No, I think right now it's making me weaker. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it means that I am weak. I think if your mind has so much control over your body that like my anxiety manifests very physically, mm -hmm. and I feel heavy and my arms feel uncomfortable if I can harness that and change it around to something more positive mm -hmm. I could feel really good all the time oh I love that so I'm thinking of it as not like I'm a lesser person but I'm so much of a person that there's too much going on and it's all going at once and I'm going a bit mad about it yeah. but if I could harness all this extra energy yeah. and use it to my benefit I'd be like unstoppable you would be. You'll be yeah. hitting the charts. Yeah, You'll be like exactly. ace in your degree. <laughs> you know, it would be amazing. I actually really like that, like that idea that it's just a bit too much. Yeah, definitely. 
No, definitely. See, where I've always just been, where I'm quite biology focused, I'm like, oh, well, it's my chemicals in my brain. What can I do to increase it? And, mm. you know, has it been something that's been there all along? You know, for me, because I'm really interested, like, if I can understand why it's happening, that's when I can get the control. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it is. It's, I just, oh, that's just blowing my mind a bit, like saying it's a bit too much. I'm a bit gobsmacked. I'm just a bit like, ooh. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think that's a really nice way of putting it. And especially because um, I have quite a lot of conversations with students about managing anxiety and, you know, offering them the fantastic services of well-being. And for um, staff members here, we have an access to well-being where, you know, I've done it where we can call up a phone and speak to somebody there and then mm. um, if if we're having problems. So I think here we've got a, such an excellent resources, but sometimes we don't use it. Yeah. Do you think you would ever go to well-being or not? Or... Yeah, definitely. I think... I was prompted to after I had a panic attack in my exam in January. Is that was that your first panic attack? Oh no, I had a panic attack last summer when me and my girlfriend split up, oh. and I didn't really know what it was at the time. But I was just kind of in my room, uh, like, yeah, just just panicking really, just shaking a lot. I couldn't really control my breathing. I was just messaging my friends and being like, I don't know what's going on. Like, can somebody come over or something? Um, in the exam, it wasn't as intense yeah. but I was just feeling I felt sick I felt like I wanted to talk to somebody but I couldn't because it's all so quiet yeah and you're in a room yeah. full of people that you haven't said hello to yet and I think that makes me anxious like not greeting somebody when you walk into a mm -hmm. room mm -hmm. it makes their attention and suddenly I had attention with like 200 people <laughs> so I, I asked to move to the back um and then it just I just didn't feel like I could write anything um that was going to be enough mm -hmm. to get the grade that I wanted because mm -hmm. I had revised really hard for it. Um, and I thought, you know, let's take myself out of the situation, put myself first mm. and try and come back to this when I've learned a little bit more about what this is because at the moment it just feels like overwhelming. Yeah. And did you feel like maybe that was the pressure that you put on yourself? Do you think that, because you said you revised really hard for it, you wanted to get a, gra a good we all want to get good grades. It's like I'm studying for my master's now. We all have, we all want to get that yeah. grade that we aspire to get in our brains. But do you feel like us putting so much pressure on ourselves in our studies, do you think that makes it worse? Or do you think that just drives us to keep going? Like for you, it drove you to get to the doctors to get the certificate. So then go, actually, don't cap me at 40%. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it depends what way you work. I think if you struggle with like going to the library and working and then mm. you leave it to the last minute, that sudden pressure is going to make me feel anxious. Yeah, yeah. But when I've got coursework and it's completely up to me and I can plan it out, if mm. I want to leave, I can leave. If I want to come all day, I can come all day. Mm. And I give myself two weeks to do it. One day before the deadline is finished, I read over it and then I'm okay. Mm. I think with the exam, it's the fact that I didn't choose what day it was on. I didn't choose what time because I'd rather it was in the evening, but it was at like 10 in the morning. Um, and just everything feels out of your control. That's it. And that's what made me feel anxious about it. Because do you find you have good days and bad days? Definitely. It's like um, when I first started working through it, yeah, bad days were bad days. I'd be like, I'm not, especially 
when I could um, go, you know what, no, I'm just going to work from home today mm. um, just to like not socialise with people, put myself out there. But actually as part of my role, I do have that responsibility of I've got to turn up, I've got to deliver this information. I've, And especially within the sphere of where I'm lecturing or teaching or supporting students, I somehow have to push through it and it is and I find whereas I went to a really good workshop the, um, this week about being authentic and being yourself I would appreciate if someone was honest yeah. the same thing you're talking about um, and on that note just before we move on the only lecturer that I can feel comfortable going to is one that's open with me and we've spoken before about her feeling nervous about doing things. Yeah. I had to give a speech and I asked to do it with her instead of in front of the whole class. And when before I gave the speech, when we were talking a little bit about it, she was saying that she feels anxious in front of class and she yeah. was very honest and open with me about mm. how she feels. And that actually made me feel more confident going to her lectures, whereas my other lecturers who maybe, as you're talking don't want to open up about feeling uncomfortable or anxious yeah. about being, not that everyone does, but because they're just, I'm here, I teach and then I leave. That makes me feel like I can't go as comfortably to yeah. their lectures. So honesty always makes people feel more comfortable. So what would be then your technique if you started to feel all heavy? Again, what do you do to get yourself out of it? Um, I'm not really sure. I've been going through a couple of thought processes. One yeah. of them is if you feel like you're anxious and you feel like you're nervous, you you know you kind of you hunch into mm -hmm. yourself and you, mm -hmm. you speak speak a little bit down is mm -hmm. to even if it doesn't actually make you feel any more confident, but make sure you are, you know, open chested and you're yeah. talking up to somebody because just your your demeanor will make you feel gradually a little bit more confident and like you're seizing stand. the yeah. situation. Yeah, exactly. The power stance the like power you said stand before. before. Yeah, we all stand there with our legs open, our arms to the side <laughs> for like two minutes, have a good breathing, and then yeah, we feel powerful. <laughs> no, so you do that. And what others, what other things do you do then? Kind of fight through it. I feel yeah. a little bit like foggy or maybe like I can't concentrate properly, but um I think just trust yourself and you'll you'll be able to like get through the situation i think mm, you don't mm. you don't need to think about every action you do yeah. um if a ball came to you you wouldn't think about catching it you're, you know it's you would automatic. yeah, yeah it and it's happens. the same with with talking you've you've had millions of conversations if you just trust yourself to run through that process yeah and allow yourself to do it then you, i think you'll be able to most of the time You've been listening to the Let's Talk Now podcast, part of U Bristol's Mental Wealth Lab initiative. You can let us know what you thought of this episode by getting in touch with us via Twitter at UE Bristol. Use the hashtag Let's Talk Now. If you're interested in being part of future podcasts, we'd also love to hear from you. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.